Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I'm going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Coppernewer Path Podcast, sponsored by Eliotoceo.com, the private community for coppernewers. I'm your host, Adam Wills, and I am here with my favorite, second time now, co-host, Austin Malsik. Austin, welcome back to the show, man. It's good to have you. Thanks, Adam. We've been busy lately. Yeah, it's been crazy, man. We launched Breacher back in November. We hired a new team of graphic designers, web designers, web developers. It's been nuts, dude. It's been crazy busy. That's a good thing, though. I'm not complaining. Yeah. It is. And it sounds like everybody else has been very busy too. And I, this is my first year bringing in the new year with you doing anything with StoryWeb or with Breacher or with Elio to CEO. Is this a normal time for everybody to be busy? Is this New Year's resolution for business? Yes. Yeah. So this time of year is always busy. So January, February, everybody always gets their new budgets, right? So everybody gets a new budget uh, and they're like, okay, uh, I've got money to, to work on my marketing and get things squared away. And, and yes, you're right. Part of it leads, you know, it's a, it's a new year's resolution thing where people are like, all right, you know, this is, this year is going to be different. 2022 is going to be the year that I'm going to crush it. And of course, you know, that we have a pretty good record of helping people crush it. And I'm pretty proud of that. You know what? I'm just going to brag for a second because you and I, we were like sitting down last night and I was showing you, I was showing you some numbers because, uh, well, let me first say that Austin, it's, it's just really good to have you be on the same team again, right? Like, you know, we used to work together at the sheriff's office. You, you, You were one of my sergeants and I really enjoyed having you there. It's, and it's good. Like you're, you're like my sergeant again. Right, like you're the guy that I can just trust to go out and do things and get them done, and it's really good. Like it makes me feel awesome that you're a part of this thing, and I can't be happier. And so last night I was sitting down, and I was telling you that I believe in this concept of of really company transparency, and you know I shared with you the example of how uh, New Belgium Brewing Company, right? They they share their financials with every single employee. Every employee is considered an owner and that creates this new sense of buy-in. And so I was showing you all these numbers and like where we're at right now and where we're going and where I see us going as a company by the end of the year. And I'm really proud to say that like, so we have, what did we decide? 57 clients right now, active clients. And our Mm -hmm. churn rate, meaning the, the number of people that leave is below 1%. I've I've like we've lost like two clients in a 3-year period of time. And which is unprecedented in the marketing industry. And so 
it's awesome. Like we're getting people results and yeah. So new year, they're like, Hey, let's get after it. And so with that said, you, sir, have been kicking butt and you've been spending a bunch of time on the phone with people on web meetings with fellow copperneurs and law enforcement instructors doing demos of breacher CRM and, you know, just helping, helping these law enforcement instructor business owners work through some problems, right? Like they're sharing with you, here's the challenges I'm facing right now. And you're working through them on coming up with some solutions to those and how our software can help with it. And I want to know, like, what are you seeing? Like, what is the overarching theme? If you could say that there is one, is there a common denominator? Is there a common thing that just keeps coming up time and time and time and time again? There is. And I I really do feel like I'm your sergeant again, because now I am going out and I'm doing the legwork and I'm seeing things and I'm trying to find ways that we can improve them, that we can streamline it for everybody. It used to be so that we could streamline it for the agency and streamline it for the community, make everything better. And now we have a community of agencies who we're streamlining things for. So this is the Sergeant Under Sheriff sounding board. Everybody that I've talked to lately has been very, very busy trying to figure out what this new year is going to bring in for them, trying to figure out how they're going to dance around booking classes and bringing in new revenue and keeping the clients that they've got (laughs) while navigating the uncertain seas that are the dreaded C word that we're going into year three of dealing with, right? I don't want to talk on that, but that is a huge deal for people because it is really hard to get in front of people and to teach and to be active and be engaged when you can't get venues, when you can't do anything else. And so I think the area that I want to help is I think there needs to be a paradigm shift. I think I'm all about paradigm shifts, man. So I was watching YouTube the other night and, uh, there's actually a clothing company. Uh, it's like the European version of 511. They're called UF Pro, like Uniform Foxtrot, the word pro. And they teamed up with some guys called Project Gecko and went through and did one of the most incredible things that I've ever seen. And they taught, actually taught at a functional level, room clearing and CQB physical skills that I never thought that you could do this with before they taught room clearing and CQB and team movements online. Dude, I'm, I am right there with you. Like I I'm, I'm totally a hundred percent into this paradigm shift. And as you know, like that's part of the reason why we built and launched breacher CRM in the first place. I think there needs to be more of an acceptance of, online learning for law enforcement. And let me like, like, let me hit timeout for a second. Right. Because I feel like as soon as I said that, like I can almost audibly hear the groan of listeners going, uh, online learning. Right. (laughs) Um, and, and I get it. I do like, um, do you, do you remember the Colorado dog protection act training that they shoved down our throat several years ago here in Colorado? And how like it's come up once or twice in therapy, but I really try to bury that. (laughs) Yeah. They they actually told you to like it's come up once or twice in therapy. 
And uh, yeah, no, I, I try to forget that as hard as I can. I've never wanted to forget anything more. I don't blame you. Yeah, it's uh, it was dumb. Like, I'm sorry, but it was dumb. Like they, they, they told you to take your keys. If you encounter a vicious dog, take your keys and jingle your keys and then throw them. And I'm like, how tactically stupid is that? First of all. So anyway, I think it's poor training like that, that I know has gone on all over the country. It's not just here in Colorado is poor training like that, that I think has left a bad taste in most cops mouths about online training and in has created almost this, this paradox where instructors themselves believe that they can't possibly utilize online learning effectively. And I don't agree with that concept. What what are your thoughts on it? Especially in, you know, looking at these videos you're talking about and how they're executing online education. Okay. So once upon a time, I worked asset protection for a very large retail chain. And as part of that, I had a bunch of mandatory training before I could go into my asset protection role. And it was things like first aid and CPR and how to articulate that somebody's stealing and all these things. And I had (laughs) everything was online training and it gave you an option. I'm not sure if it was ADA or if it was just an option, but it gave you an option that if you plugged in headphones, you did not have or if you if you plugged in headphones, you were required to engage with every single module of every slide of all of those trainings. And what I figured out within about five minutes was I could have 12 tabs open and I could play all of those at once. And all of those sounds would play through the (laughs) headphones and I didn't have to listen to any of it because the computer knew that it had played completely. And so it thought logically I sat there and I engaged with it. I did not. I completed what was supposed to be eight hours of training (laughs) in 35 minutes. And then fast forward to finding UF pro I binge watched videos for eight hours and was engaged and took notes and was motivated. And I think the big difference is, like you said, how we approach online training, because I can also hear people groaning. Somebody somewhere is due for their 18th round of American Heart CPR, and it won't be any different than the 17th or the third. The only difference is going to be what song is acceptable to sing? Is it staying alive? Is this another one bites the dust? <laughs> and are, are we doing breaths? Or right. Not? Uh, that seems to be the only big change, right? Uh, everything else slips, trips and falls was approved by my last agency's insurance company. And so every year you had to learn the proper way to lift a box and the proper way to walk so that you couldn't slip, trip or fall. And I think that has become what everybody associates with online training. And so To anybody listening, if you would just go to YouTube, and I'm not affiliated with them at all. I don't get anything for this. I just want you to see what I'm talking about. Go to YouTube and type in UF Pro and watch one of their CQB videos and see if that changes your perspective on how we can teach things online in a setting that we never thought that we could teach them before. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Circle back, go to the Breacher CRM page on LinkedIn, tag me in a comment, and let me know if you watch that and if it changed your mind. Yeah. I think um, the other thing too, that you brought out there, cause I could almost, 
like I'm sure that when you told that story about your 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 videos that you had to watch the 12 tabs you had open there there was probably a <laughs> law enforcement instructor or two listening to the show that out loud said see that's exactly why I won't do online learning because that's exactly what students are going to do and my response to that would be yeah you're right if your training sucks <laughs> and I mean, yes, seriously, yes. like those um, UF pro videos, you don't, you wouldn't skip past those. No. And it's not because it's tactical and it's not because it's sexy and it's not because it's high speed, low drag. It's because they're engaging and it's a completely different approach. And what I mean by that is it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you're teaching autism awareness or mental health first aid or crisis intervention, or if you're teaching physical skills. You can do this in a way that is engaging, that keeps people's attention, and I'm going to pirate something. I think the new approach needs to be buy once, cry once. What I'm seeing is a bunch of instructors making New Year's resolutions for themselves, for their companies. I want to be better. I want to add this new material. Or, (laughs) for better or for worse, I'm required by the ever-changing state of the legislature to add this new material. I have all these things that I have to cover. On top of that, I have my recertifications. I have everything else. I, I don't think you need to do that. I think a really easy way to do, go through and find something that you can put into an online course that you can take it. And now you don't have to worry about booking a venue. You don't have to worry about schedule conflicts. You've invested in a quality online training that you can be proud of that is head and shoulders above what we think of as online training. And now every time somebody wants to book that class, it's not eating your time. It's not eating your resources. You don't have to worry about travel. You don't have to worry about weather or health cancellations. Here's the link. This is a secure platform. I'll know when you've done it. I can track your progress. You can issue certificates. It has just the same integrity as what you're used to as an in-person course. The exception is it's not eating up your time and resources. You've already invested time. You've already invested resources. I can teach a two-hour class four times a week and spend eight hours on it. And I can do that week after week after week, 52 weeks a year. Or I can spend eight hours getting everything recorded for a two-hour class one time and issue it indefinitely and only have to worry about updates. Yeah. Now... Neither of us are suggesting that you should completely eliminate in-person training by any means, because in-person training still has a ton of value to it. So neither, I want to make that clear that neither, neither Austin or I are suggesting uh, in-person training is out and online training is in, and you just need to make the switch. What we're, what we're saying is that there are probably greater, there's, there's more opportunity than what I think most copreneurs, especially give it credit for in online training. And I would say that this also transcends. It's not just about, I mean, we've been talking um, for the last 15 minutes now, really using law enforcement instructor businesses as the use case, as the example here, but it really transcends that. It really doesn't matter whether you're selling a service or a product. And it really doesn't matter what that service or product is using online courses as a supplement to your business can do amazing things for your business's bottom dollar. 
And I've been preaching this for quite some time and, and I've been working on, I've seen it in my own business and I'm currently working on uh, some additional courses right now, actually um, for story web creative and Elio to CEO. And I've been preaching this to others. I've seen it work for other clients. Online courses can take what is a good business and make it into a phenomenal growth set business. Right. And I, I just can't say that enough. And the reason for that is because of monthly recurring revenue. Monthly recurring revenue is the lifeblood of any business because it creates predictability. You don't have to work as hard when you know you have monthly recurring revenue coming in that doesn't require you physically to go do a thing. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of opportunity in here to create things that, and, I, and I'm not suggesting well, exactly what Adam said. I'm not suggesting physical training is out, online training is in. I'm suggesting a hybrid, a blended method of using online courses and using the technology that's available to us now to present in a way that we've never seen before. Okay. We've got it now to where you can talk to your refrigerator and tell it to connect to Amazon and order you more of whatever you're out of. Why do we need that? I don't, I don't know. We don't, but eventually it'll be standard. Says the guy that almost shot the uh, motion sensor activated garbage can earlier. Okay. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but it had it coming. Uh, You you don't hit people with lids (laughs) when they're looking for the light switch. It's just uncalled for. (laughs) Um, so I'm I'm remembering specifically when I was at the SO with you and I came to you close to the end of the fiscal year and suggested not only that I be approved to attend a training that was a week long, two states away, that already cost $750 a head, but that I be allowed to take two more people with me. And... and the only basis for it was, well, we could really use this. Here's a use case of where this would be applicable in our current situation. We would definitely see the value in this with having this skill set. And they have a really cool flyer. And it it ended up getting shot down. I think that guy could have saved it and could have convinced you that it was worth it if we would have had something more to go off of, if we would have had prior experience if we would have been through one of his courses before, or if he would have given away a mini course on some of those skills for something cheap. Why, why is it cheap? It, it's not cheap as in cheap as in flimsy. It's affordable. He doesn't have any overhead. He doesn't have to travel. He doesn't have to book anywhere. He doesn't have to worry about um, getting snacks for students. He, he could say, pay 50 bucks. Here's the introductory course. If you like it, you're not certified, but here's some skill, here's some value. Come back, take the full course. Let me prove that I'm worth it. Do you think that would have worked? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I I knew you were going to hold that against me forever when I rejected that uh, training request. <laughs> and yet here it is again. So, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, who knows whether that was the right decision or not? It may have been the most awesome training available. And maybe I made the wrong decision, but the, the reality is 
that I had to make an evaluation on like, how are we going to spend our training dollars? And there just wasn't enough information. And, and I will say that that is the fault of the company, like, right? Like that is, that is their fault. Whoever that business owner is of that training company, they should have thought to put together more uh, information, social proof, things of that nature that can help a guy evaluate something like that. I mean, that's just good marketing, right? Which is what we talk about here on the show a lot. Um, and, you know, where I happen to to lay my expertise at. And what's interesting about that is, you know, you guys, you guys have heard me talk on the show before. And if you're part of the LEO to CEO community, which by the way, is now free and you can go join for free. Just, Hey, side note, if you, if you're a copper newer and you have not yet joined the LEO to CEO community, you can go do that now for free and you can actually participate in our monthly workshops for free. So, um, do that. And if you, if you've been part of the community, you've listened to me preach really, I mean, seriously preach about the idea of a lead generator and a lead generator is something that you give away in exchange for an email. And that lead generator gives you the opportunity to demonstrate that you can solve micro problems for your potential customer. Because when you solve micro problems, that builds the no like and trust factor. And now they're willing to trust you with bigger problems. Okay. And what I want to get at the point, like the next level here that I'm trying to take this to, to tie all this together is that you need to have a value ladder in your business. A value ladder are steps, literally ladder rungs of different products and services and offerings that you have that meet people regardless of where they're at in the decision scale. Okay. So if they've never heard of you before and need some information in order to understand that you have the authority to actually solve the problem you say that you solve, then that's probably where a free offer comes in, right? When you maybe have built a little bit of, of a rapport and authority with them through social media and other content marketing channels uh, that may exist. Now's the time for something like what Austin is talking about here, which is what we call an ELO in marketing, an entry-level offer. Okay. So you create an entry-level offer and that's a small dollar value offer, something that it's like, oh yeah, like you want it to be a no-brainer, right? So, I mean, a course generally has a higher dollar value associated with it. So if you're going to say, hey, take my entry-level course, Maybe that's something like $47, like Austin said. Maybe it's $17. I don't know. Either you, Only you can really decide what will work. And some of that, it really just requires trial and error. Like you just have to try it. But the point is, as people ascend your value ladder, you need to meet people wherever they're at in the decision scale. And you need to give them something that they can actually do that is at a price point that's associated with that level and decision-making scale. So, you know, if Austin had come to me and said, Hey, I don't know anybody else that's ever been to this training before. And I don't know anything about this company other than what I found about them online and looked at this really awesome flyer that, you know, looks like a BA course and has all the, the cool, you know, high speed, low drag things that I want to do. But if he came to me and said, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it looks legit, but I don't know anything about them, but Hey, they have this $47 course that we can do as an introductory level course. 
can I just buy that and see, like evaluate this and determine are, are these guys worth it? Right. And you've got to understand uh, guys, as you're, as you're listening to me explain this, the same thing applies. Even if you are looking, whether you are looking at the student themselves paying for their own class, or you're trying to talk to an agency about having them come out or have, or you coming out as a company and them hosting you for a class at their agency, they're still putting skin in the game. They're putting their reputation on the line to bring you out and say that it's an endorsement, right? It's an endorsement to their higher ups. It's also an endorsement to the other agencies in the area. You're saying I am vouching for this training organization. And I believe that what they bring to the table is high quality so much so that we are going to host them and we're going to let everybody else in the area come to this training. Well, if you haven't done enough to demonstrate that you are deserving of that level of respect and that you possess what you claim to, there's a problem there, right? And that's what online courses can do for you. So I'm looking at one and I'm sure that some people are thinking, well, okay, so how does an introductory offer go back to recurring revenue? Here's the other thought. And I didn't share this with you completely when we were kind of hashing things out last night, but here's the other shift that I think needs to happen. I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. You spend the time, the money, the resources, the whatever you buy once, you cry once, you make that investment. And then you package it. There is currently another agency who does training that I have no experience with, so I will speak of them neutrally. But they have a ton of online training courses, and they bundle them together. Um, I'm actually looking at their site right now. They have the big three that jump out are de-escalation and duty to intervene. You get two courses for $149. Uh, they have a search and seizure bundle, which jumps out to me because I loved chasing dope. And you got to be able to search and you got to be able to seize. Um, three courses for $299 where they have the ultimate package, which is 29 courses, $500. Wait, what? Like, how does that make them any money? Well, they go through and they have to update this, what, once a year for 29 courses? One update a year, automatic 500 bucks per set number of students agencies have to do recurring training. It's mandated by insurance. It's mandated by post. It's mandated by policy. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it's the world of law enforcement. It's mandated by the turnover rate and the constant influx of new officers. If you have something that you can package that can be at any level, and then you can just keep offering it, that's recurring revenue. Or let's take a step back and let's go back kind of go towards the UF pro side of things for the physical skills guys. How do you package a firearms course or how do you package more of the things that don't really lend themselves in the traditional sense to this? Make office hours, make a subscription to your availability and to your resources. You're already giving away your lesson plan when you teach the course. Anybody that pays enough attention is going to be able to figure it out. So make your own subscription service for X dollars a month 
you have access to my private community where I give you swipe files. I give you done for you updated lesson plans. I give you the newest, latest, greatest, whatever it is. And you build your own private community. And if they don't want to be a part of that, okay, they don't have to. If they want to not have to worry about filling out another lesson plan, if they don't want to worry about tracking their own updates, they give you 200 bucks a month. You sit back, you update it, what, once every six months, once every year. You just keep that content fresh. Almost no effort at all. Guaranteed income. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I mean, the reality is, Austin, it all comes down to solving problems. I mean, that's the, that is the sole purpose that we are in business for is to solve problems. And you know what? The cool thing is the more problems you solve as a business, the more money you make, right? You make more money when you solve more problems and there's no way to solve problems at greater scale than when you, especially when you are packaging intellectual property, your intellectual property, your knowledge, when, th when that is your product that you are selling, there is no better way to do that at scale than by supplementing with online courses and memberships like what you're talking about. And it's just, man, I just wish there was something out there that did that, like that you could actually be able to accomplish all of those things in one place. Oh, wait, there is, wait a second. It, it, there is, and it went live this week. <laughs> It just had an update that went live this week, and it's called Preacher CRM under the membership section. It is a done for you private. Yeah, we had a huge, huge update. That you that, that you can white label. I call it your own. Put your own branding, your own colors, your own whatever on there. I, I don't care. You host it. You put your own content. You can put tests. You can put quizzes. You can put required materials. You can do prerequisite courses. You can do anything that you want to do with the integrity of what you're already doing uh, as far as, you know, is this going to stand up in court? Is this going to meet post guidelines? Uh, do I feel comfortable signing my name to it? You can put everything you're already doing in the membership section with Breacher CRM. So what's that going to do for you? It gives you free time that you can work on your company rather than in it. And you can actually meet your New Year's resolution by freeing up that time and bringing in that brand new class that you've been drooling about and daydreaming of for the last eight months, because now you've automated your bread and butter class. Your bread and butter class is still bringing in all the revenue it used to, but now you have the time that you can chase down new things and maybe find that next new bread and butter class. Absolutely. And you know what, Austin, you know, here, here's what I want to say to, to the rest of the, the audience that's listening to the show. You know, we, we really genuinely want to get on this podcast and just share ideas and, sh and well, more importantly, share with you guys what's working, right? Share with you what we're seeing that's actually working for not just other law enforcement instructor business owners, not just for other copperneurs, not just for other first responders, but for other business owners in general as well, right? Like these same concepts apply and you know, we, we genuinely want to share these things. We want you guys to, whether you are still in law enforcement or you are post law enforcement already, we, we truly wholeheartedly believe that cops are just built with entrepreneurship in their spirit. And, and you have 
more skills than you are giving yourself credit for. We want to see you guys grow successful businesses. And I don't ever want to make the Copper Newer Path podcast about a pitch for anything, right? Like obviously between StoryWeb Creative and Elio to CEO and Breacher CRM, we have offers for different things, but we don't, I don't ever want the show to just be about a pitch, but we do believe in what we have and you know, that Breacher CRM being the first and only business and automation software that is purpose-built for law enforcement instructors to help you start grow and scale your business. And we truly believe in it. And, and I really just quickly want to encourage everybody to go check it out. Go check out breachercrm.com. Uh, you can book a free demo. Uh, in fact, we're actually doing a deal right now um, because we're so confident in what we're able to do for law enforcement instructors that we we will book you three courses. We'll book you three classes, in-person classes. We will book them for you three classes in a month. If we fail to do that, we will we will pay you $497 for wasting your time. Okay. And so I want you guys to go check that out, but that's, that's kind of where I'll leave it in, in, you know, Austin, again, it's, it's been awesome. We kind of went over our time here, but do we dare tell our audience a little bit of a story about what we're doing right now and where we're at and kind of some follies that we've had here in the last 24 hours? (laughs) My dear beloved listening audience, if you do not care to hear about sledding and Willie Nelson and absolute abysmal failures on my part, this is the end of the podcast. We will waste no more of your oh, time. Okay. <laughs> you may go about your day. You will miss nothing. However, if you want to hear the wild <laughs> adventures that we spent all day having, feel free to stick around because Adam and I are actually in the same house right now for the first time in who knows how long. <laughs> um, he decided that we needed to focus on work because, like we said, it's a busy time of year. We've got goals. We also have New Year's resolutions. And so he booked us this awesome cabin in the Colorado Rockies. And we came out here for a four-day work retreat, working vacation, literally just getting away from the distractions and having better scenery. And being the chief of automation, knowing I was going to spend four days deep in my laptop, I diligently left my laptop charger at home. Six hours away. Fail. And so, yeah. So Adam stepped up and went way above and way beyond and offered to wait until morning when it was actually you could see to navigate the snowy mountain roads. And he was going to go into town and go to the store and buy me a new charger. And when he did that this morning, he went out and found out that he had failed. Adam, what did you do? I left the dome light on in the car when we were unpacking last night. And so I literally, I stuck the key and it went tick. Uh, yep. Dead in the water, dead in the water. Well, dead in the snowy driveway, I should say, not in the water. <laughs> dead, dead in the snowy driveway. Yeah. So not one to call it quits and still needing to have meetings. I used my last 10 minutes before I had to go. And I was like, I'm going to go knock on the neighbor's doors. And, uh, well, we're in a territory that a buddy of mine who works in one of these remote mountain counties he refers to them as wamps and it's uh wild mountain people and uh they're the kind of people they live out here they don't see a lot of outsiders they're a very close-knit community 
And for a complete stranger to just waltz up their very rural driveway and knock on their door is kind of unprecedented. So I did the smart thing and uh, looked across the valley first. And I found a very familiar site. It was a black Tahoe that in gold letters said sheriff right across it. And I thought, brother in blue, he's a remote mountain county. He's a cop. We, we were cops. Like He'll help us out. I guarantee he has a jump pack in there. We have a fresh battery. So uh, <laughs> we went up to his door and knocked and he opened it about six inches. Just like Oscar the Grouch goes, what? Hey, man, former cop here, work retreat, blah, blah, blah. Dead battery, dead battery. Can you give us a hand? Give us a jump. I don't have jumper cables. Slam. So I went to the next house and uh, it was far enough away that this little cabin that we're at, it's it's an Airbnb and the host provided sleds. And so I decided that the other house was far enough away. It was worth it to sled down the road and go knock on this other guy's door. And he is the other kind of mountain people. <laughs> he is a hippie. And I, I walked through a garden to get to his yard. And there was a sign out there, very decorative, that says, don't piss off the fairies. <laughs> and I knock on this guy's door and this five foot two, 85 pound Willie Nelson lookalike comes up and answers the door. And so I kind of explained like, hey, man, work trip, dead car, dead battery. It's like, if you help us out and jump our car, you can stay warm. I'll scrape all the ice off yours. And so uh, in true hippie fashion, he decided to be a kind soul. And uh, the, the wonders of Colorado, uh, he goes through and bypasses everything in his car and doesn't care how cold it is, doesn't care how much weed he has to dig out of the way of the cup holders <laughs> to hand me his ice scraper and then stands there <laughs> And turns on the defroster and just makes chit chat with me while I'm scraping off his windows. And true to his word, he came up and with his leather fingerless gloves, helped us jump our car <laughs> with our fallen hero law enforcement plates on it. And the whole thing was just very ironic all the way around. <laughs> very ironic. Well, we made it through that day. We still have a few days to go here and probably more podcast episodes to come while we're up here. Uh, if we can get all of our tech issues figured out, I think we did, but anyway, guys, Hey, you know what? Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. We're going to do some more of these episodes. I hope you enjoy Austin coming on being a co-host for the copper newer path podcast. There's certainly going to be more of that to come. And again, you know, I want to just remind you and leave you with this, go to eliotoceo.com, join the community for free. If you are a aspiring copper or a current copper newer, uh, heck, if you are already a successful copper and you want to scale your business, and then also please go check out breachercrm.com as well. Get a free demo. Austin, thank you. And hey, let's go play some ping pong and drink a couple beers. What do you say? Sounds like a great idea. Done. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copperneurs like yourself find the show.
Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number, and you'll find all the links, descriptions, and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. 